Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Good morning, friends and neighbors. This is Jefferson Weaver from WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com with the Columbus Connection. Today we're here with my friend Julie Strickland from Columbus County Parks and Recreation. Miss Julie, how in the world are you? I'm doing great. Good to see you, and thanks for being here. It's I know you are probably, like the rest of us, you're about ready for some springtime, but we still got some winter sports going on with Parks and Rec, don't we? Absolutely. Always ready for some warmer weather and more participation with recreational outlets. Yeah, so, so what are some of the things we've got going on right now? Well, currently we've got um, a winter coloring contest going on. We've been doing seasonal contests as a collaborative with Columbus County Arts Council and and the fall contest, we had over 600 entries. Good heavens, I had no <laughs> idea. Was that <laughs> Well, yeah, there was. And we've got three different divisions. It's ages 3 to 5, 6 to 9, and 10 to 12. And um, we have a different page for each age division. And we promote it through the schools and, of course, um, with everybody else that might be at home. And we're in our third week, even with inclement weather, in our youth basketball program, which is a program that's been going on for over three decades. Yeah. And, uh at one time, we had as many as 15 different outlets, but participation has limited us down to four. I think COVID um, plays a good handshake in that. And um, so at, that, at this time, that's, that's the two programs that are going on right now. Of course, it's February, and it's time to start thinking about spring and all that nice weather. And all the Dixie programs are in the process of doing registration, whether it's Dixie softball or dixie youth baseball throughout the county we've been trying to push those a good bit lately and i know there's always you know this is kind of dixie youth home in columbus county it's always a big thing it is we i mean we've got franchises that have been um in place for over 50 years and that's something that you don't hear of you know so with that being said if you've got children at home whether they're boys or girls ages uh four to 19 in some arenas there's something for everybody to do in regards to baseball and softball in Columbus County. Well, that's, um, you know, of course, we've got the, you know, the conventional sports that everybody thinks about, you know, basketball and then, of course, baseball. And we still have the youth football, don't we, coming up next fall. Absolutely. And, of course, our fall soccer program. And that we soccer. Usually, can't forget soccer. <laughs> that's right. We always start that registration the, the Tuesday after Memorial Day. And um, with that being said, we start planning for our summer clinics that encompass everything from uh, acrylic pours and, and art um, down to being involved in the fitness court out at the fitness park um, and just some core exercise. I see you, you led into something right there I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, a lot of people are familiar with that. Of course, we've got the regular athletic parks and such in the county. But until the survey the other week, I had no idea exactly how many parks we had in Columbus County. What are some of the things that are available at the parks? Well, there are some outdoor volleyball courts at some of our area parks. Of course, there's basketball courts for individual or group activity. Other than baseball and softball, there are other recreational outlets. You know, some folks just like to get out and walk and enjoy green space. And, you know, I talk so much about passive recreation. It doesn't have to be an organized activity um, just to go out and enjoy some outdoor air and uh, maybe get a peace of mind. Well, that always helps. That's a, you know, just sort of get people to help get their minds back in perspective where things are supposed to be and maybe get us a little bit healthier as a county at the same time. Absolutely, Jefferson. We've got two different programs that um, 
that we've put in place for parents to be able to have some wholesome activity with their children, and it's called the beginner and buddy system, and it's where you take your kids out. The outline is on our website with the county, and they can fill it out, and there are prizes that can be awarded at the end, but it just, one thing it does, it introduces kids um, to the elements of a park, and hopefully to be good stewards and um, understand what taking care of the things that are provided for them. And it's not just a, and don't take this the wrong way, folks. It's you know, it's not always a matter of just dropping the kids off on the park. Now, you know, full admission, when I was young, when I was a little kid, I had a lot of fun. We went out and played by ourselves all the time. At the same time, my parents, the way their job was, we could spend time in the evenings, on the weekends, and everything else. We had recreation. We had things we did at home. And I know that's not always the case now because, you know, 50 years later, mom and dad are sometimes working and there's other activities going on. So this kind of gets everybody out there. It does. I know that um, during the, the first COVID months, we tried to think outside of the box and um, kind of introduce folks on the website to traditional games and things that can be done. Red Rover, Red Rover and, you know, Jack Rocks and things like that. And it was just amazing the feedback that we got that the kids had the kids of today didn't know anything about. Well, cool. Games without electronic devices. We always like that. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of expense with those either. And yep. there again, it promotes time um, with parents and, and children in a family atmosphere. Well, that I think that's something that people often don't realize, you know, when it comes to, you know, outside activities and parks and recreation. It's not just about the competition and the throwing catch ball games and the rest of it, but you know, it's about getting, pulling the families together. It's, it's for everybody. There is something out there for everybody to do. Absolutely. And, and, and activity promotes good, healthy um, components. You know, I just, uh, I like the idea of kids being active and being able to, to get outside and, and they're having fun and it, it's not so much considered exercise. And that's why I like the open space arena at most of our parks. We'll talk a little bit more about our park facilities when we come back after the break. And this is Jeff Weaver with the Columbus Connection. We're visiting today with Ms. Julie Strickland. We'll be right back. No matter what kind of car you drive, we have an insurance policy that's right for you. Need to insure your family minivan? We've got you covered. Need insurance for that new sports car you finally got? We've got you covered. Call Auto Insurance for Less to find out how much you can save right now. All it takes is just one call. Answer a few questions, and before you know it, we've We've got got you covered. covered. Better coverage at a better price is just a phone call away. Call 800-958-7461. That's 800-958-7461. And welcome back, folks. This is Jefferson Weaver with the Columbus Connection on WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. I'm here with Ms. Julie Strickland from Columbus County Parks and Recreation. Julie, I was, as I mentioned earlier, I was really amazed when I found out exactly how many parks we have in the county. They're not all great big athletic parks and things like that. I, mean, I knew about the one out there in my community in Hallsboro, but there's quite a few more. I mean, how many, how many do we have in the county? There are. Um, of course, there's not just including the ones that are in municipalities. We take care of about 21 additional parks. Um, I have to say, um, give credit 
to Dempsey Heron for taking recreation to the community. Um, of course, we're a big, you know, we're a big county, 954 square miles, and everybody doesn't have the opportunity to to walk and get to a park. So if there were um, just one big park somewhere, it would eliminate a lot of usage. And the one thing that we we look for on the backside of developing, we develop them because we want them to be used. And you're right, Jefferson, we've got some parks that are over 20 acres, and we've got some that are as small as, as three and four acres. Um, but there again, it necessitates a need um, within each community. Well, so what are some of the things that are available? I mean, other than, you know, obviously the athletic parks. Everybody knows you know, one of the kids and the grandkids' ball games and that type of thing. But what, what's some of the other stuff that's out there? Well, of course, there's playgrounds at most of all of our parks. You know, um, there is, of course, baseball and softball fields, like you say, and it doesn't have to just be an organized activity. I've got a lot of church groups that go out on Sunday afternoon and promote activity um, with their groups. But we have playgrounds, there's basketball courts, there's outdoor, um, outdoor sand lots for volleyball, and there is open space, you know, for folks to just um, let their imagination run and, and, like I said earlier, to have some fitness and exercise but also create a, a fun you know opportunity well, it was a couple of years ago actually you mentioned the fitness and some friends of mine from out of town from a big city were coming in on 701 and they saw the fitness park the fitness and they were park. absolutely amazed that you know it didn't didn't really sound nice the way they were putting it for our county but i forgave them for that but they were amazed that we had a facility like that out there yeah I, um I'm real happy to say that we were the first fitness court in the state of North Carolina. Really? Absolutely. And talk about collaboratives. Um, had an opportunity to think outside the box and apply for a grant with Fit Radio and the National Fitness Campaign and was awarded that opportunity. And with Kate B. Reynolds coming on board and some other grant funding, there was just a handful of money that come from our local tax dollars, but most of it was grant funds that didn't have to be repaid. And, of course, it promotes individual core activity for health and wellness. And uh, it's a seven-minute workout. You can download the app, and it's at your own pace. It meets all ADA compliance and uh, seven stations. Good so um, half-mile walking trail out there as well, picnic shelters, bathroom facilities. And it's even though it's located right off of the four lanes, it's always peaceful and there's a breeze. And that's one of the reasons, I, quite honestly, I've eaten lunch out there quite a few times. I don't exercise, well, you know, still with a few things in the way, I haven't been exercising like I need to. <laughs> but I have been paying a lot more attention to the ADA stuff over the past couple of years since I've been hurt. And like I said, I, I just go out there to eat lunch more than the exercise. But, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people you know, don't realize is the opportunities that are available for folks who you know who have some kind of a disability whether it be permanent or whether it be temporary like mine you know they can't walk they can't lift weights they can't run or it's not very easily and you know let's face it it's kind of hard to hard to push a wheelchair or push a walker through a sand you know through the sand somewhere and we've got that nice walkway out there and the fitness stations and that's just a, a real big benefit for our county that hopefully some more people if you haven't been out there you need to Listen to me, it's right there beside the U.S. 7476 at 701 in Whiteville. It's County Fitness Park, and it doesn't cost a thing. It's free, and the thing about it is I have a lot of um, of my Special Olympic athletes that go out there to, to have some exercise and to eat lunch as well. And so uh, it is open to the public, and it's free, and we want it to be used. And you're not going to see a mass gathering because it's not an organized activity. It is for individual use, and at your pace. 
Yeah. What's some of the other things that we've got available? Well, one thing that we've got coming up, of course, in April is um, our projected Easter egg hunt that's been going on for several decades and hopefully will be at 12 different sites. But the exciting um, opportunities right now is the countywide master plan that you've mentioned, the survey already. And, of, of course, most folks think that that is just for development of one complex, and that is not exactly so. It's to, to be able to do an inventory and evaluate the data and um, what kind of parks and, and things that are being provided now and, and look for projective um, growth, industrial and residential, and what recreational needs might need to be met in the next 10 years or so. I know and, a lot of people have been you know, referring to that erroneously as the baseball and softball park plan. I mean, the, the big complex has been talked about in a couple of county commissioners' meetings. I know that was, you know, that's, that's just one small part of this whole thing. Because I mean, you've got a plan for, you know, and, you know, hopefully we've got 10, 15,000 new people moving into the county over the next 15, 20 years, maybe. They're going to need a place to walk. They're going to need a place for the kids to play on the swing sets. Absolutely. And almost all development has recreational components with it. And when people are infiltrating into Columbus County, one of the first questions I am asked <laughs> is, where's the pool? And, of course, that's a need with the bodies of water that surround this county. Of course, with the rivers and Lake Waccamaw, I think that swimming and um, being able to teach that component is something that is a need, and that has been, you know, a need for some time now. Twenty-five years ago, the county used to offer, as far as this department, swimming lessons, and of course, the availability to pools is is not in in our wheelhouse right now. But that's one thing that's come up, and you know, the strategic plan that's going to to be a live, a live document from the master plan is going to be a guide to hopefully be able to address those issues moving forward. Well, that's, I mean, the swimming is something that is kind of funny. Some folks have mentioned that to me before as well. So, you know, nobody's got any pools around here. I'm like, well, you know, we swim in the lake at the state park and in the Waccamaw River and some, you know, even some back creeks with some, you know, private swimming holes and things like that. But, <laughs> The, a big thing, like you said, is the, the safety aspect of it. Because now a study I saw just a while back was talking about one of the increases in drowning accidents involving children was the fact that kids weren't learning how to swim as young as they used to. That's exactly right. And, of course, we're, we're one of many that has been helping trying to get the YMCA initiative um, here in Columbus County with swimming and different things, but there seems to be a hurdle just about every time we turn a corner. So um, with that being said, hopefully that will be um, something that is highlighted in this plan going out. And one thing um, that's coming up that I'm pretty um, excited about is a collaborative with Whiteville Rotary Club. I was, I was hoping we were going to talk about that. That's going to be a big deal when that comes together. It is. Um, the Whiteville Rotary Club is very active, and we do collaboratives, you know, um, on and off, whether it's a live after five event or something going on, but they're in the process of trying to become butterfly highway ambassadors with the North Carolina Wildlife Federation. And they applied for grants through Rotary um, to be able to fund that um, program. And shortly we're going to have a, a raised pollinator bed out at the fitness park. Very cool. Um, it's there again for people to come and enjoy. So when you go out there to – to have a picnic lunch, you'll be able to see all the milkweed and hopefully the um, different things that you need for a pollinator bed. And, of course, the Butterfly Highway is something 
that is going to designate Whiteville as um, a place on a map to come by and see. And if you'll go and visit that North Carolina um, Butterfly Highway, you'll be able to see that it is trying to recreate and restore the pollinator habitats, whether it's from the larva state or to the adult stage of your monarch butterflies, your bees are all your pollinators. And so with that initiative coming on board, we're hopeful to be able to plant some butterfly bushes and um, some different things like zinnias and things and maybe have some different committees that come out and help with the maintenance of that. Well, and that's the thing. We just had a story this past week at CCN on the uh, beekeeping class that's getting ready to be held. And people don't realize, you know, they say, well, we don't care about honeybees and care about butterflies and what's the pollen? You know, if we don't have the pollinators, folks, we don't have any food. It's pretty simple. That's exactly right. Most folks don't understand is that where the fitness park is, is that we have about three acres of wetlands that is protected. And of course, when we had to start that initial development, the Corps of Engineers came in and um, got in my hip pocket and gave me a lot of things that I had to do to protect that. And so hopefully um, when that vegetation dies down, we're going to be able to plant some things like milkweed and coneflowers and things that are going to self-generate themselves. And that'll be another habitat, you know, to to be able to create a natural habitat that we're removing so fast and furious with clear cutting and not replanting. You're listening to Columbus Connection on WTXY and ColumbusCountryNews.com. We'll be right back after these notes. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. I'm here with Julie Strickland from Columbus County Parks and Recreation. Julie, what are some of the other things that we've got coming up? Well, hopefully we're going to try to plan for our normal summer clinics. Last year we ended up with 13. And wow. Had, <laughs> good, good participation. And so um, we usually start the week that the public schools get out and... Um, we provide Mondays through Thursdays usually um, each week, and we do skip the week of um, 4th of July because most folks are out of town and vacationing. But um, we, there again, it's a collaborative. I work with Southeastern Community College with Columbus County Arts Council and various other groups to do everything, like I told you before, from art to organized activities. Um, work with Whiteville Parks and Recreation to do our volleyball clinics. We have baseball, softball, soccer, uh, like I said, two different um arenas of art and of course we went over to Chabron Depot last year and just did um, traditional recreation components just trying to introduce kids to the things like I spoke of earlier that don't cost a lot of money and uh, kickball and uh, jack rocks and and different things of that nature. Now where are the where will the clinics be held? Various places we usually do the baseball and softball clinic out on the grounds at Southeastern Community College um, with the the help of the baseball and softball coach, and of course, um, Carlin Stevens is the athletic director out there. And then we have our art camps at the Columbus County um, 
Arts Council with Miss Sally Mann. And the soccer camps are usually housed um, at the Edgewood Park, which is one of our parks. Everybody thinks that that is uh, the, the recess area for Edgewood School, but it's actually one of our parks. The county actually owns that park. And, again, we do the volleyball um, clinics with um, Dr. Beverly Justice from UNCP out at White Bull Recreation. So, I mean, there's, you don't have to travel very far to be able to find something. No, we don't. Those camps only run about $10 a day, and um, we coordinate with Whiteville City Schools to provide nutritious meals. Um, we usually provide snacks, breakfast, lunch. It's just according to what time the clinic's going on, and uh, that's pretty cheap um, entertainment and educational and exercise components for um, about eight weeks throughout the summer. Now, I'm going to say, get the young ones out of the house and let them run some energy off and have some fun and learn a little bit at the same time and you know, maybe, maybe give mom and dad a chance to breathe just a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. It's amazing how many grandparents we see during that time and a lot of out-of-town out of kids, too, that are here vacationing for the summer. Mm. The one thing that, um, that we will do is, like I told you, we would start um, soccer registration the Tuesday after Memorial Day, and that will run through the month of June. And, of course, I can't do a whole lot of anything without my volunteer base. I have a lot of volunteers, whether they're coaches, um, folks that step up to um, come in and referee games or just be a, a parent um, or a guardian of any of our programs going on. So um, without the volunteer base and having coaches um, with those 300 kids that normally are involved in soccer, uh, I couldn't have a program. Now you, that's something I like to ask when we get in the last segment of the Columbus Connection is, what can people do to help? And you just talked about it right there. I mean, and you don't have to have children to help volunteer. I mean, to volunteer and help participate. Absolutely not. I have a lot of coaches that their kids um, are adults now not involved in the program and still come back and give time and their expertise in a lot of different areas. And without volunteers across, across the board, all 12 months out of the year, we couldn't operate. My, my staff of eight, including myself, um, can't do all of that. I don't know how you can keep all of this organized, how you can keep this, know what's going on and when, to be real truthful. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, we, um, I have a really good team. I, you know, I can't say enough about my staff. They, they work as a team, and they take a lot of um, – a lot of self-pride in what they do. I mean, these parks belong to the county and to the taxpayers, um, whether they're owned by the county or in a lease um, agreement, but they take pride in everything that they do, and I can't say enough about them, Jefferson. Well, that, that's that's the type of folks we need more of. And Now, how can, how can somebody find out some more information? Well, most of all of our um, things are listed on ColumbusCounty.org website under the Department of Recreation. Of course, we do have a Facebook page as well, Columbus County Parks and Recreation. We try real hard to keep everything updated, but sometimes we fall short with um, all the social media. Well, everybody is short-staffed right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got four vacancies right now, and um, we're working at half-staff, but we're trying real hard not to miss a beat. Well, that's good. Julie, thank you for coming in and being with us today. I sure do appreciate the opportunity, and thanks for you always promoting what we've got going on and Absolutely. being a community partner. We like well. good news. We <laughs> like good news and good stuff for our county, and y'all have got Absolutely. some good stuff going on. Absolutely. Thank you. Folks, this is Jeff Weaver with the Columbus Connection, WTXY, and ColumbusCountyNews.com. Y'all have a great rest of your day. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. 
If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at columbusconnection at columbuscountynews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening.